Greetings, Amigops and Top Turners everywhere. This is Mike from Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our backlit, uh, piercy crew neck t-shirt, and not the v-neck, which is what the kids wear these days, co-host Kyle. I am enjoying a nice cup of peppermint tea, but most importantly, Kyle is joined by delightful, beloved brother-in-law of the pod, Ian. Ian is rocking a People Persons Paper People Dunder Mifflin shirt right now. He is ready to roll. I wonder if we could possibly be discussing The Office. Maybe we'll be discussing one of Ian's many other interests. At any rate, we'll be talking about a topic on this episode for somewhere around an hour. And in that hour, we will discuss the topic, debate it vigorously, rank it, re-rank it. And then by the end of the episode, we will have a definitive top 10 list of that thing. So gents, what are we talking about? Hey guys, so uh, yeah, you're Mike, you hit the nail right on the head with that one, my assessment of the shirt. So I'm wearing my office shirt, Thunder Muffin Paper Company. We are talking about the top 10 Creed moments this week. Wow. Can I just say, I, I'm feeling thematically um, aligned <laughs> oh. because Caroline recently got a uh, squeezy McBlind guy or blind guy McSqueezy <laughs> dicker, and he's just looking at me right now. So I'm ready for this. Yeah, wow. Mike had a... Uh... A Michael Scott sticker on hand for this. This is pretty pretty good. We're pretty all convenient. in. Everyone has some kind of office attire now, except for me. So I feel pretty stupid. Yeah, you kind of look like an idiot. <laughs> this is a uh, a long awaited spiritual. Well, I guess spiritual only in the sense that you've done two podcasts in the interim. But this is a pretty direct sequel to your Dwight K. Schrute podcast, episode thirty one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't done more like character based episodes like this but we couldn't possibly go back to the office well without having ian on so it makes sense yeah it does and i just want to say before we really commence this list i will be redacting the identity of this person but i just want you guys to know there is a person in my life who my dad and i compare very closely to creed so every time i see and think of creed i'm thinking of this person i really want to meet that and it makes me very happy Maybe. I was going to say, if there's anything like Creed, I don't think I want to be involved. It's either you yeah. really want to meet him or you want nothing to do with him. I, I, like I want to be involved with him if I need a worm guy <laughs> or if I'm looking for some that's mung a, beans. That's not a tapeworm. <laughs> oh, man, I love Creed. I'm so into this. Yeah, and we have the expert here. So I'm sure and I know for a fact that Ian has, again, applied his prestigious research abilities so I'm confident this will be an ironclad list. Well, I was about to do a series rewatch like I did for uh, the Dwight podcast. And then I got to season three and I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. <laughs> I, think, I think I got it. Because in total, Creed only has 405 lines of dialogue through nine seasons. Or wow, like eight and a half. Because really, he doesn't talk in the back half of season nine that much because like something else we'll get into. And then he his first line actually isn't until like season two, episode six. And so for the first six of episode uh, season one and like the first six, like for 12 episodes, this guy doesn't even talk. This is what the people come here for. It's knowledge like this from the heavy hitting outsiders we bring in. He strikes me as the kind of character that developed over time just because as they were filming, they realized they couldn't in good conscience leave an actor that was contributing so much out of the actual show. This happened with, um, well, yeah, this happened with Scrubs and the janitor. Like the janitor was not yeah. supposed to be part of be a big part of that show, and I can't remember the, Neil Flynn. The actor was just too good to not yeah. have in it. And I assume the same thing happened with Creed. 
I believe the actor's name is Creed Bratton. Well, so that's that's the best part is, and I'm sure like we'll want to talk about this. His name is Creed Bratton, and Ian, do you have his background folded into one of the particular topics, or can we talk about it at the top? Uh, one of the particular topics, I think I know what you're getting into. It's rather high on the list, so okay, all right. Well, then let's talk about it later. But let's just agree that exactly what Kyle is saying happened, and it happened because the real Creed Bratton. His life is interesting enough to warrant this attention. Yeah. Ian, I'm ready if you are. Yeah, let's hit number 10. All right, so right before we get into that, though, uh, so I have to get a big shout out to my supervisor at work, Bill King. He helped me with the Dwight list. He helped me with the SpongeBob list, and he has a major contribution <laughs> in this one, too. So um, potential future guest, Bill King. Anytime. Anybody who can help you, like who can actually contribute to helping you with those topics is That's an expert we need. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll see it coming to handy work here. Uh, so number 10, it is Creed Bratton has never declared bankruptcy. When Creed Bratton gets in trouble, he transfers all debt to William Charles Schneider. That comes from season four, episode four, Money. <laughs> one of one of my favorite Creed lines of all time. It's so good and it's delivered so perfectly. <laughs> the uh, This is pretty low on the list because it's like, I think it's funny, but it's also ridiculous that he has two identities because William Charles Schneider has never been mentioned and it's just very obscure and it's hilarious to think about because um, he just has this backup identity he transfers all his debt to. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about at some point that he is an expert in that art. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> like creating fake identification based on everything we know about Creed. It's actually kind of a necessity that he has some kind of like burner accounts that he can move money around and some offshore, yeah. some offshore stuff because the amount of money, probably cash that he has to figure out is a lot and it's hard to do yeah. so through strictly legal means. I don't know if you guys, cause I know Kyle, I think I'm trying to remember now whether you guys watched uh, any of the seasons kind of when they were first broadcast. Not I. Nope. So I got into it later, but I was live maybe starting like Michael's last season, somewhere Seven. around there. I don't know. But um, there was a lot of question about who the Scranton Strangler was. <laughs> like people thought that that was actually going to play a part on the show. And there was serious rumors out there that Michael was going to turn out to be the Scranton Strangler. And wow. uh, Creed was out there as a dark horse and I would have totally bought it. The The main... The main suspect I have now is Toby. Everyone thinks Toby's a Well, I mean, singer, come on. You never know. <laughs> he Toby choked himself. <laughs> Are you ready for number nine? Yeah, it's a hot start to yeah, the list. That is a hot start. So number nine comes from season three, episode two. This is the convention. This is where uh, Jim and his boss uh, meet, meet Michael and Dwight at the convention in Philadelphia. And so Michael gets some per diem. And basically, Angela is sitting in the kitchen area, and she's eating her cereal. And Creed comes out and says, I saw you hand out some shekels. What's a fella got to do to get on that train? She goes, that was per diem for Philadelphia. Then Meredith says, that whole town smells like cheesesteaks. And then she, the whole town smells like history. And then she leaves. So the moment that's number nine is when Creed sits so down. Great. When Creed sits down, he goes, Andrea's the office bitch. Uh, you get used to her. Hi, Creed. <laughs> he introduces himself to a woman he sits across from. <laughs> it's like what it's like one of the most perfect <laughs> It's it's just one of the most perfect lines I've ever heard. And it was delivered so perfectly. Like that's a funny line on the page, but the actor 
Creed makes that so perfect. It's delivered just with no affect. The funniest part to me is he's sitting down and he eats the bowl of cereal that's right in front of him. It's not even his cereal. He just eats it. And Creed, and he puts his hand out for Meredith to shake like they've never met before. At this point... I also want to say it gets funnier with some revelations that we get later about him and Meredith. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. We won't talk about that on the list. You can mention that now if you want. I mean, they did it. He, yeah. and, he and Meredith got it on. And so either he was able to recover from this... Or it happened before this. I like to think it happened before this. Well, he didn't remember either, right? He like she's like he goes ever, and he goes yep, and then he just like shakes his head because he doesn't remember mm-hmm. it. Wow, I'm sure we'll talk about it later yeah. his memory for such things. <laughs> it's very outside. It's a lot of mud. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But at this point in the show, when he introduces himself to Meredith, whether or not they've slept together at this point, we can confidently say they've at least worked together for three years yes yes and they and they sit directly next to each other right the floor plan is like such that if their computers weren't there they'd be looking directly at each other the thing is though is creed moves seats so many times in this series that you just don't notice it like really but in this particular case he is in the uh, the pod by himself closest to um i believe it's what would be then Daryl's office. Mm. And then Meredith is one behind him closer to accounting. Got it. I think they, I think they look at each other still though. I'm not totally sure. Cause like I said, Creed moves around a bunch. The point is he should still have bumped into her on the way to the bathroom. At least I, well, you know what? Exactly. Definitely. Have bumped in the bathroom. The bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, number eight is, I think you're talking Wait, about can this Wait, can we ri- rewind for just a second? Because I know that Creed Bratton, the actor, has a reputation for ad-libbing a lot of his lines. What percentage chance do you give the last bit where he just introduces himself on a whim? How much <laughs> How much do we want to bet that that was not written ahead of time? I'll give about an 85% chance that that was not written. And it can only I'm with you in there. Bratton's. That feels like the definition of something that could have been ad-libbed on the spot. I'd be shocked. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it wasn't made up on the spot by can, him can you picture yourself yeah. being meredith in that situation though and like having to hold it together when something <laughs> hilarious just happened because i don't want to have to re like refilm it because it's so like because you don't want to lose the magic of the first time it, it was happened. so good can you imagine i'm mean, gonna yeah. stay well, in character <laughs> i know that it was difficult because i've seen it like people had a hard time working with steve carell because they, he would make them laugh but i have yeah. to imagine with a character like Creed who's saying things that you're not prepared for, that was also probably something similar, especially given how funny his stuff is. But anyways. I kind of now hope that they intentionally didn't tell the other characters Creed's dialogue, <laughs> because that would be really fun to elicit natural reactions from it. <laughs> Are we ready for number eight? Yeah, what's number eight there, Ian? So you were just talking about this one. It comes from season three, episode one, Gay Witch Hunt. It's, uh, I'm not offended by homosexuality. In the 60s, I made love to many, many women, often outside, in the mud, in the rain. So if a man slipped in, it's possible. There'd be no way of knowing. <laughs> I See, this is my one of my favorite lines because I think I would dispute that last point. I understand his basic thesis about the mud, but no way of telling... I don't know about no way of telling. I think maybe I'm reading too much into this. I think the subtext is implying something that's and like (laughs) (laughs) means that if you were not paying close attention, there might be no difference to tell. 
but I don't know like how, how far we're supposed no, to. No, that's what that is definitely it's definitely that dirty, but I'm saying there's some difference. Even if it's reduced by the mud, there's some difference. Yeah. Um you would hope so. You would based on based on what we know of Creed and his use of recreational and maybe not so recreational <laughs> drugs. Yeah. <laughs> that may be a contributing factor. <laughs> It is kind of funny to imagine Creed being sexually active, but don't think about it too much because, again, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it'll get kind of gross. <laughs> it reminds me, now reminds me of uh, Kingsman is kind of what I'm picturing, like that festival, Kingsman 2. Oh, ew. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Although it's it's pretty good for Creed. Like, that's a, that's a as, as fucked as it kind of is, like at the end of the day, it's a pretty forward approach to sexuality. It's being pretty. Oh yeah, he's an open guy. He's definitely a cool guy. Like, there's no question. That's not the way I've chosen to live my life, but I'm happy for him for being so open. I wonder if he and Oscar ever get together on this. <laughs> no, there's not enough mud. I didn't mean get together. I meant like get together on this topic and and chat about the. Oh, oh. <laughs> I would really like to see that. I feel like that's a deleted scene somewhere. Probably. Ian, did you find a way to broach the concept of a not top three with Creed? Yeah, I don't even know what you would do. Oh boy, I did. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy, you did. Beautiful. <laughs> you guys smell that? I smell something delicious. Kevin! Thank you, Kevin. Beautiful work. <laughs> we do not know Kevin. We do not know Kevin. <laughs> we do not know Kevin. <laughs> All right, so my approach for this one was when uh, I feel like Creed has this master plan at all times, and he knows when he needs to abort mission or like get out of it. Sure. And oh so yeah. My three are uh, when he, things did not go according to Creed's underlying plot. <laughs> so, mm. like for instance, number three is when he almost gets caught with narcotics in his office in season five, episode nine, Frame Toby. It's when uh, the Dwight tips him off because they think that Toby has weed, which they, they're they framing him because yeah. Michael wants him gone. That's right. The and crazy then, salad. Yeah. So then uh, the cops come up to Pam like, we had a possible tip off of a narcotic situation. And then Creed stands up and like has his hands on his head. And he's like, oh, my God. And then he goes to uh, it goes to <laughs> confessional and it's like, let's just pretend like we're talking until the police leave. Because <laughs> he almost gets caught because, you know, he has narcotics. <sighs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's best about that is the implication that he very much has them on his person in a workplace environment. <laughs> yes. Which I've never done that, but I imagine that's probably not generally per company policy. It's probably kind of frowned I would upon. think that that's frowned upon. There was a time in my office when some of the younger employees were getting into vaping at their desks. <laughs> really? And yeah, not like pot, like vaping, whatever you yeah. vape, I don't know weird oils <laughs> and it it got really nefarious like people like ducking and you know kind of leaning under their desks and it did, was a did lot they ever like wear a long sleeve shirt and like put it up their sleeve and like blow back into uh, the sleeve because that's what the is kids, that what the is that what the young kids that's do? what the high schoolers do yeah they, wow. they wear a hoodie See, and they the, blow into the hoodie the only problem with this is that i just don't view creed as having enough shame to do that like i don't view him thinking he has to hide really. i feel like he would just drop a tab of lsd at his desk with no shame <laughs> i was gonna that say seems likely. like the concept of vaping is just so 
far beyond what Creed would ever consider. Like, LSD yeah. is a more appropriate assumption for <laughs> yeah. what he has at his desk. Mm-hmm. Well, because he talks so about being a cult leader in the, the 60s and 70s, and you right. can't imagine that. <laughs> it's true. Did he do it as a leader or a follower? Both. Uh, it's more fun as a follower, but you get more money as a leader. <laughs> Ali, of course. <laughs> Ali, ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, so number two on an op top three is season nine, episode four, which is work bus. It's where they, <laughs> yeah. they see yes. a man in like a fifties, sixties style suit. And then Dwight <laughs> pulls over. I picture him with like the coat <laughs> over his arm. Like I picture him getting onto the bus, like holding his jacket on his arm. It has like a briefcase. I think too. He's like, Oh no. And he has nothing. He's hitchhiking. He waves at the bus. He takes off his sunglasses when he gets in. It's like, I'm playing a little hooky from work today. Oh my god! <laughs> he sees all his coworkers in the bus, and it's not talked Incredible. about. Incredible! It's never talked about. Does he stay on the bus? I don't even know because that's toward the end. <laughs> I'm of the looking episode. at this right now. He's wearing a boater. <laughs> he's got like <laughs> he looks like Jay Gatsby. This is just incredible. And I said this doesn't go to his Ugh. plan because obviously he was trying to get on a different bus, and he just happens to get on the same bus that all of his coworkers are on. I like the implication that on a day where he intentionally was not intending to go to work, his plan was to hitchhike. Like, that was yes. his, probably his plan A. <laughs> when you know he has a car. You know yeah. he has a car because right. he peeled yes, out of the office true. that one time. So maybe it wasn't his plan A, in which case I would love to see a spinoff episode <laughs> of what, like, like back into how Creed ended up on that highway needing to hitch on a bus. <laughs> I mean, the best part is if you need to do that that spinoff i think creed is available i gotta say pretty safely i think creed has the time creed bratton has a tiktok just saying i'm just putting it out there it's oh wow. come on it's great that's incredible it's fantastic uh so then and a blog yeah you'll talk about that <laughs> yes, it does uh so n- the not toppiest not top three is from the finale when his plan ultimately fails and he finally gets arrested and delivers one of the most eloquent lines of like monologue from modern TV is when he's yep. getting taken out of the building and it looks like one of those Taliban leaders with the really long beards and he's still in a suit. It's uh and he's he's uh talking about what the point of all of it was and he's like, I'm ready, let's do this, and then they drag him off into a assumably a high security prison. It was incredible. That's like a I, you you reference it, but like it's important to emphasize what a beautiful TV moment that was. It was actually really nice. He's talking about how it's like it was so arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, and it is, and it's just it was cool. It's it's about how they all became a family, and it was all kind of an accident. And it's obviously sort of meta because that's the case with the show too. But I love that. I love I love how he went off screen. I I thought it was cool to let him jump in from the top rope there. It was very unexpected, and he earned it. He was a great character for all those years. What I really like about Creed is he is arguably the only character in the show that they don't crank up to 11 throughout the series. I feel like he either starts weird or gets gradually weirder. Also, like, that's actually a good point. Like, Creed has no discernible arc or, like, meaningful like storylines like everybody here or there has an episode or like has a small yeah. arc in the show and like you were saying ian towards the end they kind of like ratchet everybody up to compensate for michael leaving and then <laughs> and yet that. creed is untouched by any of this development whatsoever like at the beginning he's the creepy old weird guy in the office and at the end he's the creepy old weird guy <laughs> in the office and nothing has changed <laughs> we'll talk about individual episodes because creed gets two of them but we'll we'll mention those 
a little later. Excellent. So something catastrophic Beautiful. just happened where I deleted my list. Oh. I have a backup copy. Do not wow. worry. You're uh, more prepared than we are. So oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we're number seven, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. So number seven is this blog, Creed Thoughts. This comes from season three, episode 23. I assume you have the actual URL because I want to hear it. I'm holding it in front of Kyle right now. <laughs> so uh, I'll read only a little bit of it because it's not very long, but I don't want to bore you. Uh, so it starts off by saying, hey, yo, everyone out there in cyber world, it's old Creed Bratton coming at you again. Here for my purchase, quality assurance manager at Thunder Mifflin Paper. Wait, this is an actual blog somewhere? <laughs> yeah, this is what he wrote on his uh, on his screen. Oh, oh, so someone like it's, screen captured yeah. it? <laughs> Uh, and he's like, just a few observations of the world around me. What do you guys think is the best kind of car? To me, you can't beat motorcycles. They're small and dangerous. <laughs> I got into a car accident yesterday and I just took off. It didn't look too bad. The guy was making a big deal out of it, but come on. Dogs don't live forever. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm sick or feeling blue, I drink vinegar. All I like all kinds. Balsamic, vodka, orange juice, leaves. <laughs> What the the best part about this is the um, what Ryan says. Do you oh, have that in yeah. your brain, Arian? Yeah. So Ryan says uh, one day Creed asked me to open up a blog for him or how to start one, and wanting to save the world from Creed, I just opened up a Word doc, type in a URL, and told him it was a blog. And then it cuts to Creed, and it's like www.creedthoughts.gov.backslash.www.creedthoughts. Check it out. <laughs> You say something, he's like, I read it. It was pretty weird, even for the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those two actually would have been a fun uh, superhero pairing. Like, I would have enjoyed the Creed and Ryan pairing for a couple episodes. I'm surprised there isn't some kind of storyline wherein Ryan is using Creed to get all of, like, all to, of his drugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Like, so, just something like that. That would have been a good time. Like, when they go to New York and he's got his, his little friend... <laughs> having Creed there would have been hilarious. Like him just sitting in the back of the club giving a nod. Yeah, like it's implied that Creed is supplying him or pulling the strings, but just enough yeah. in the background so that he can't be attached to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of surprised we didn't get that. I'm a little upset that we didn't get that. <laughs> so after I deleted my list just now, because my finger slipped on the delete key of my notes thing, I had to just throw in an honorable mention at number six because it got messed up at the order of it. So the one that I'm going to put in, just for reference, is when Jim talks about where his parents' house is. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, like, yes. Over by the quarry. Cool beans, man. Hey, I live by the quarry. We should hang out at the quarry and throw things down there. <laughs> yeah, man. We totally should. <laughs> like, we, should we should set that up. <laughs> I That's one of my favorite Creed lines of all time because it's probably the easiest to picture happening. <laughs> Like I can picture Creed setting up one of those old those old lawn chairs with the slats in it and just sitting at the edge of the quarry and just chucking stuff in like an old air conditioner like a some TV. mung beans. <laughs> For some reason I was picturing a desk chair. Do they talk about that? A chair? It's not on my list, but uh <laughs> basically one of them when it's the chair model, it's like season 6 episode uh, I think 13 maybe, but he goes like uh it's called chair model. But he calls Pam and is like, any news yet? And Pam goes, nope, not yet. And he goes, all right, damn. And then he cuts to a confessional. And it's like, 
when Pam, when Michael gives Pam his old chair, I'll get Pam's old chair. Then I'll have two chairs. Only one more to go. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. That's like my first memory of Creed, like really, because this is pretty early, right? The Quarry comment or no? The Quarry is like uh, season six. Oh, never mind. Well, that's just one that one just sticks out in my mind pretty aggressively. Yeah, it's one of the more. <laughs> it gets quoted ones. a lot. I live by the Quarry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really want to just like I want I wanted that to be the uh, like the cold close to the next episode, like to the episode. Mm. Just picture like pan out from creed throwing things into the quarry i want to see oh, exactly see that had been a great that's way to great. end an episode i don't know why they didn't think of that but oh sorry. that's a great call so uh moving on to number five is from season four episode one fun run where he visits meredith in the oh. hospital and he mentions all the painkillers because <laughs> yeah. she's like they have me hopped up on all these different kinds of painkillers he goes what kind percocet oxycontin <laughs> yeah <laughs> And he goes on and on and on. Like, so, in? like Someone needs to, like, pull him away or, like, gently push him And then she says, and then she's like, you know, I don't know. And he's like, ugh. Yeah. He looks around <laughs> waiting for someone to be disgusted like him. It's also this same episode when it's revealed that he's whatever age he is, like, 77. Because you remember he registers for the senior division for the fun run? And Jan's like... <laughs> you're over 70 years old he's like yep 77 in may or whatever <laughs> it's a great one so i just found my uh, my old list oh good it was my recently Beautiful. folder i found it so we're back on track it's cool wow thank goodness yeah so uh number four are we ready to go number four yeah yeah uh it's in season eight episode 17 it's test the store and that doesn't have, it's one of that mid-season finale, like mid-season things where they're in Florida. So mm-hmm. it's not really office centered, but this one is where Andy gets beaten up by a fifth grade girl. Oh yeah. And then Toby's teaching them self-defense. So he goes, just always remember this one, strike, scream, and run. Let's try it. So Creed gets up, slaps Meredith in the back of the head, goes, yay! <laughs> and he runs out of the office. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot about that until you started saying it, and it's it's burned into my brain. <laughs> this one could probably move down a little bit, but I think it's the funniest thing is I can't really replicate it, but the noise Creed makes when instead of screaming, he like yells. Yeah, it's like the sound. The sound is not something a person could recreate. It is a yelp is the right way to describe it. So if you really want to like picture this, listeners, just go to the episode, go like halfway through, listen to it, and then see where you would rank it instead we're gonna have to watch this later because i don't remember this particular scene oh it's so i love i'm looking at a picture of toby in front of a a whiteboard he's wearing like a a turtleneck suit he's in like a yeah like a a, um a crew neck sweater with like gray and gray sweatpants all gray it's just a big old grout fit (laughs) oh so good and i'm like wait i'm sorry this got a quote this isn't creed but it's it's toby now if your attacker is willing to defile a corpse you better stop that <laughs> right away and just make it known that you're alive it's <laughs> oh, so good <laughs> toby's really thought about all the angles that's number one on the toby list that's, that's number one <laughs> that's incredible that's canon <laughs> uh, um okay did you have honorables then? Oh, I have so many. Okay, good. Oh, All right, let her rip. And we're we're doing like pretty well in time, so we can kind of go through these. We're like, blasting slowly, through right? it, so yeah. Yeah. 
This is great. This is kind of the ideal. Like we always want to do this and then we yeah, manage not to. So this is great. So my top honorable mention, this is this is like number eleven on my list. Yeah. Uh, it's where Ryan comes back from being a cool guy in a job. It's uh Dunner Mifflin Infinity is the episode. That's season four, episode three, I think. Maybe two. I don't know, give or take. But uh he comes back and he's in the break room and there's there's uh, rumors of an ageist thing going on where they're kicking out the old people and bringing in younger ones. So Creed has his hair dyed black from the printer. <laughs> and um, so Ryan's in the break room and Creed like has his dress shirt untucked, his tie is really loose, the sleeves are all rolled up. <laughs> and then he goes to the vending machine and he looks at Ryan's like, he, Ryan's on the phone too. And he's like, can we get some Red Bull for these things? Sometimes a guy just got to ride the bull. Am I right? Later, <laughs> skater. <laughs> It's incredible. And if I remember correctly, the way they introduce this concept is they do a shot walking behind Creed after he dyes the hair and you don't know who it is. And then all of a sudden you see it's Creed and it's <laughs> yeah. just incredible. That's the like halfway through the episode where it's supposed to be like a start of a new day because that's one of the 45 minute ones. Yeah, that's how they introduce Sometimes it. you just got to ride the bull. I forgot how terrifying that is. You see that it's actually Creed. <laughs> yeah. Well, because in the same episode, uh, Michael wants to put pictures up on the the um, the wall of the conference room. It's like, I wanted to put more pictures up, but all the ink in the printer was gone. And then Creed <laughs> just looks away. Like, <laughs> uh, My next honorable is when Dwight's doing drug testing in the office when Michael is supposedly having like clove cigarettes. And... They give him the picture of weed, and they give it to Phyllis, and she goes, "Yes, that's marijuana." And it's like, "How'd you know? It's labeled." And then it gets to Creed, and it's like, "That is Northern Lights Cannabis Indica." And it's like, "No, it's marijuana." <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I feel like Creed could get you Pineapple Express if you wanted it. <laughs> it's amazing that you say that, Kyle, because what I was actually just going to say is the only reason I got that joke when it happened was because. I remember them saying Northern Lights in Pineapple Express. That was the whole reason I got that joke. I first, I think that I might have been Pineapple Express, but like whenever I hear the term Aurora Borealis, I always think of like it's a strain of weed, which I know nothing about weed. So I only knew it because it's a logic song. And one of the albums I sent you last year, it's called Indica Badu, and it's about a strain of weed that logic smokes particularly. That's the only reason I got it. Like I have no knowledge of weed or anything, but that, this stuck out to me. Totally off topic, but we're back on now. It's fine. So the next one is also from the episode Money. When Michael goes into the uh, to the kitchen area with a table, the same place that Oscar is, and Creed's like behind a paper, and then he's like, "Yeah, I think I should declare bankruptcy." And it's like declaring bankruptcy is nature's do over. It's like get out of jail, get out of jail free cards. You can't get this, you can't pick those up for free on the street. They cost thousands. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he thinks get out of jail free cards like exist in real life. Hey, they I... exist on Breaking Bad. Yeah, I yeah I wouldn't. I think my inclination is not to think. LOL, Creed's so dumb, he doesn't know that get out of jail free cards aren't real. My thought is, oh my god, Creed can actually get somebody a get out of jail free card. He has the <laughs> yeah. That's more my reaction too. Those things cost thousands. Yeah, like Creed knows the guy. He probably knows that guy from Breaking Bad, Mike the the Hoover guy. Oh, is that how the almost connect? Uh, oh, I'm not even thinking of that guy. That guy too, but I'm thinking about the guy who will go to jail for you. Oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> he probably knows both those guys. He kind of looks probably. like the Hoover guy. Like he, 
It's impossible they're related. A Hoover? <laughs> Fixed by Hoover? The Mr. Hoover Fixer guy? <laughs> Hoover Fixer Upper guy? The next honorable is uh, from Product Recall. It's a season two episode, <laughs> I think. It's where Creed goes, uh, it's a confessional because they have the watermark of two beloved cartoon characters doing it. And uh, Creed, oh, yeah. Creed, it cuts to Creed and he goes, every week I'm supposed to do a, take a four hour, uh, do a four hour quality check assurance at the mill. The one year I blow it off, this happens. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> this is also like um, along the same lines of, I finished my work months ago. Like I've written 12 plays today. <laughs> I finished my work months ago. That's a great line. Because <laughs> obviously I don't have an office job. I work at an ice cream shop. But I'm assuming that you cannot finish all of your work months ago in that kind of industry where you're supplying paper to clients. <laughs> well, it depends on your role. Now, if your role specifically is to continually assure the quality of paper as it is produced, then by definition... Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> your your work is really never done. <laughs> yeah, that's something you don't want to. You don't want people to to know that you're done your work. You definitely don't want to advertise that. No. <laughs> the the uh, the next one is when they're taking new ID photos. It's the same one where Dwight gets his and it's huge because Jim makes it big and laminated, and it calls Dwight a security threat and makes his middle name Fart Creed when he sits down. He sits down, they take the picture, and he turns like a mugshot. (laughs) It's very subtle, but... (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) And he's like, you're you're good. You're free to go. He's like, oh, cool. And he just gets up and keeps walking. Uh, The next one is uh, from Conflict Resolution, when Ryan says that Creed has a very distinct old man smell, and it cuts to Creed. He's like, I know exactly what he's talking about. I sprout mung beans and a damp paper towel on my desk. Very nutritious, but they uh, smell like death. That's one of my all-time favorites from Creed. I love that one. <laughs> Mine too. It's it, that's an all-time line. Uh, stink like yeah. death. That one's hilarious because, like, I can honestly picture Creed doing other things in his desk, but the fact that it's mung beans and it cuts to a shot of him eating them, and he like has them all on his hand, like the like the dad grab where you grab a pair of snacks, and then he like just sprinkles them on his face, and he misses like half of the, them. The 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 line reading from him is so good when he's just like like nodding and he goes i know exactly what he's talking about <laughs> like like how obvious it could be or how easily you could make the mistake of mung beans for an old man smell and he just like dismisses the comment like, i know exactly what he's talking about <laughs> it's like he's had that complaint lodged against him yeah from anybody he sits by like oh, five yeah. or six times <laughs> like phyllis with her uh, stinky perfumes it's like but creed has an old man smell from mung beans in his desk a lot of smells in that office the microwave smells like popcorn Popcorn. 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 <laughs> Crazy world. A lot of smells. It smells like throw up in here. <laughs> Just pooping. You know how I be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a great line. Uh, the next one is when they're at the bar and all those teenagers come in and they all say hi to Creed. Like, Creed, you're the oh. man. He's like, I run a fake ID company from the backseat of my car with a old laminating device I swipe from a police station. <laughs> <laughs> Not ever explained how did he get in the police station? What was he doing there? I how feel, did he swipe it? I feel like 
committing a crime is a reasonable explanation for being in a police station. You know what else is a reasonable explanation? I wouldn't be surprised at all if Creed was a cop before at some point. <laughs> I can picture a Mike Ehrmantraut type background where like something happened while he was working as a cop in Philly. I feel like the, uh, the, the thing to do would be say Creed was in the military because in the finale they say that he stole weapons grade LSD from the military so <laughs> it's possible he was dishonorably discharged I don't imagine he was honorably discharged <laughs> I believe Kramer was honorably discharged I don't remember but he was in the military too I think Kramer and Creed would get along quite well I tend to think Th- them and Bob Sacamano wow I'd really like to see that <laughs> yeah that would be a fun mashup alright hook it up get the get NBC on the line yeah Michael Richards and Creed Bratton are both free. Definitely. The uh, the next honorable is last person to steal from Creed Bratton disappeared. His name? Creed Bratton. <laughs> so we learn that his name isn't even really Creed Bratton. It's probably William Charles Schneider or any number of bad names. But, I mean, Yeah, that is probably Creed. true. You know, it's not Creed. Uh, another honorable is where he is going to get fired, but then he's like, Devin, Devin sucks. Get th- Fight it like the old days. Like, because he thinks that Michael and him have some kind of, like, old-timey connection when michael's like what old day what are you talking about like <laughs> that's in season two was it implied that like first time it was only michael and like creed is one of the first employees of the scranton branch i would imagine since he's because he's one of the only ones who knows anything about the old boss whose kappa gets detained. if you remember <laughs> whole thing we had a funeral for a bird a bird <laughs> you're not real man <laughs> yeah that's, you're not but real, they man. but he does like make reference to the old days um so <laughs> and then my last honorable is where uh it's from season i think five it's casual fridays it's the one of the finales of season five where they're all um come back from the michael scott paper company and so then Jim doesn't want any part of it because he knows that Mike will think he's biased. But then everyone else will also think he's biased. So Jim's like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out in the conference room or the break room with Creed playing games. And so they're playing chess. And it's like, if you do that, I'm going to do that. If you do that, I'm going to do that. If you do that, I'm going to do that. And then he's like, what if I just, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that scene always reminds me of the scene from 500 Days of Summer when Tom is playing chess. Um with the or there he's watching the chess game between the angel and the demon or the angel and the knight or whatever it is <laughs> i need to watch that movie again i haven't seen that in it a long reminds time. me of um the pixar short in front of bugs life where that old man is playing chess against himself oh yeah <laughs> actually that could be creed probably is creed That's fighting over a pair of charles snyder yeah. those are all my honorables that i can think of right now let's save ours because i have yeah, some of the ones I'm thinking of might make make the top three. So the top three, the number three comes from season three, episode twenty one. It's women's appreciation. This is when Michael takes all of the women from the office to the mall uh, because they want he wants their advice on how he should break up with Jan, and so it leaves all the men in the office. That's right. And so then Kevin suggests that they should go to the women's room and just hang out in there. And then they're all just in there, like reading, like reading magazines, because the women's room at Dunder Mifflin has like a couch and a chair and candles. And then Creed comes. That's how in. it was on Boy Meets World too. There's only one stall too, but then Creed comes in and is like, "What are you guys doing in here? This, this, this is the women's room." It's like you're in here. I pay for that privilege. And then it comes <laughs> to him in a confessional, and it goes, "I'm a pretty normal guy. I do one weird thing." 
I like to use the ladies' room for number two. I've been caught several times, and I have paid dearly. <laughs> and the best part about that is he has, like, a Walkman and, like, the old headphones, and he's screaming yeah. at the camera because he has to... <laughs> I think... My favorite part about that line is that Creed believes that that's the weird thing about himself. He's like, that is the one weird thing I do. I do, do. one weird thing. <laughs> and then after he comes in there and gets in the stall, then they all, all the men, like, get up and leave, you know, like, at the same time. They all go. And then uh, later in the episode, Pam is in there, and then Creed walks in, like, hey, Creed. <laughs> like, it's just normal for the barge in the woman's Aren't, room. Is she at the mirror, and he, like, comes to the mirror up next to her, and they're both just, like, at the sinks or something? I think he just walks in and goes straight into the stall, and they just <laughs> totally dismiss it. That's so good. They don't really make a big deal of it anymore. They just kind of just, like, hey, I Creed. can't think of anything scarier than Creed in the women's restroom, <laughs> but it's, so it's, it's, it's kind of alarming that they've become so comfortable with it. Because <laughs> he's in there right. It's so a fairly much, terrifying dude. prospect. So, both number two and number one are from the same episode. Whoa. Because there's actually only one or two episodes of the entire series that are Creed-based. And, of course, I'm talking about Search Committee Part 1, where Creed is the manager. Uh, So, the first of my top two, being number two, is when (laughs) it's the cold open, and it has a whiteboard, (laughs) and he goes... Bo body, bo body. What's oh. the first B stand for? And then Pam looks up, is like, "What are we doing? We're making acronyms, Pam. What's the first B stand for? Business. I like it. Good, Kevin. Good. And it's B I Z N U S S. We need a new manager. Bo body. The way he talks to Pam is like, "What the fuck do you think we're doing? We're doing acronyms. Like we're making acronyms, Pam. Like." It's definitely a testament to what a great character he is that like none of us had any idea <clears throat> we would ever see this or that we wanted to see this. And as a long time, you know, very loyal viewership, we all really enjoyed this. Like this should have just been a weird, stupid d- detour, but it was it's a truly wonderful moment in the show's history. It was like a two or three episode thing where he's manager because the, really? the whole point is Joe is like, well, who has the most experience in the branch? They have statistically probably got to be the best manager and it's like oh you don't want to do that because everyone knows it's creed and she's like who is it and then even though it's creed she still appoints him as manager for that whatever like acting manager is that period of time while the search committee decides on robert california <laughs> i think i had seen that long before i started watching the office like that's a clip that gets shared yeah i think probably because it hits so close to home <laughs> like when people are asked to like help come up with like company slogans and like <laughs> also like the aggressive use of acronyms in business speak like it it, it hits in a lot of different ways and creed really sells it well my guess is that they were just like hey creed just what's some like gibberish word you can think of for this next scene that we're going to do he's like uh bow body let's put it on the board and then kevin improvise business because kevin gets wildly more unintelligent as the series goes on it's true yes i feel like um as we're going through this list one thing I'm finding a little surprising is that they never ran into one of those budgetary issues where they would do an episode like The Fly from Breaking Bad, but instead like The Creed, where they were like, shit, we have no money for this episode. Let's just have Creed do a bunch of stuff. Because I feel like that they, that would have helped them survive a couple of those early droughts. <laughs> where it's just like, okay, Creed, go. <laughs> yeah, no, just do whatever. No body, Like, just do Bo body for a half hour. People will watch that. I would be into that. And my number one, 
in my opinion, top Creed moment is also from the same episode. Literally seconds before Bo Body happens, Creed pulls up in a nice car to Dunder Mifflin. Goes, another beautiful morning at Dunder Mifflin. Or as I like to call it, Great Bratton. Keep running. And he throws his keys <laughs> almost, into the, <laughs> almost into the hedges. <laughs> he doesn't have a, he's not, he turns his car off, right? Throws the keys, says, keep it running. And he just leaves the door open in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> it's, that is, that's a 10 on degree of difficulty and a 10 on execution. It's so perfect. That's one of the most perfect moments in the office's history. Also from this episode, I, honestly, I just want to make this episode number one because then you also see on this side of the room, Jim, Ted, Phyllis, Ben, Elroy. On this side of the room, Elroy. <laughs> he never called a meeting. We can talk about the that names later. are the best. I love what he calls Daryl Darnell. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's a consistent joke. I think Darnell's a chump. I would have done it for free. Yeah, I've done a lot more for yeah. a lot less. For a lot less. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that that line. So that's my list. Darnell's a chump. I got a few here. I'm sure yours will be more than mine, Mike. So do you mind if I go first? No, let her rip. Uh, my favorite Creed moment is the the uh, the uh, murder mystery party where Creed walks yeah. in and Michael says, "There has been a murder, and you, sir, are a suspect." Let me just settle in. I'll be right back. Sure thing, boss. <laughs> I want to take a related moment because there's two moments where this same thing happens. There's that and then it's there's Halloween. Halloween. He comes in with the bloody shirt. Wait, he, I didn't realize everyone dressed up here every year. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> also, Creed's worked there for not like, at least nine years at that point. And there's been a Halloween party like eight of those nine seasons. Right. Whereas he is nope. dressed up. <laughs> He's dressed up. He was Joker. He was Joker for that one Halloween. Like, Creed, What's I've been up a since smile before. on that face. I've been up since four. So he knows people dress up. I think he actually yeah. murdered someone and then left it and just presumably. It's good. Although I will I will say this is good strong evidence against the case, against the he's this Grant and Strangler case because it would have been breaking his MO. That's, That's true. true. Typically, Unless he dismembered them after he strangled them. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he is into disfiguring corpses. <laughs> yeah, he's corpses. the over he's the overkill killer yeah. like Dwight. <laughs> Except he just doesn't harvest uh, just the teeth and the fingernails. He just takes limb by limb. <laughs> Speaking of that, that makes me think of yeah. the CPR episode where um, someone says something like, <laughs> does he, he have there? insurance? And he's like, no, I checked his wallet. Nothing on him. <laughs> yes. It's incredible. It's, uh, Dwight says, like, what do we, what do, we do next, Rose? It's like, I, I don't know. If he's an organ donor, we have, we have minutes to harvest. And it's like, does he have an, or an organ donor card? And then... Uh, He's an organ donor, and Mike goes, he doesn't have a wallet. I checked. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, uh, what's her face? Um, Aaron does a cartwheel. He goes, I did it. The perfect cartwheel. Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> Give me bleep That's, that out. That was one of the ones right at the top of my list. It gets bleeped out in the show, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, Cree, whoa! <laughs> like, that's the weirdest thing I've seen him do. Like, is that? And then do they interview him right after that? And he goes, if I can't do it, or no. That's scuba. If I can't scuba, what is this all for? But what that's not I the same. Toward? That's not the same episode. Is that's it? no. Uh, the episode you're talking about is classy Christmas party, which is about the back half of season six. The one where he talks about scuba is season six, episode one. That's gossip, mm. where someone Michael spreads a rumor about Creed. Yes, that's right. It's like if I have asthma, yeah. I can't scuba. 
What else do I have here? Oh, when uh, they bring those kids in and he's bringing them around and talking to people. Oh. And like, what do you do? <laughs> Tell the kids what you do, Creed. <laughs> and they cut to the interview and he's what do I do here? Quabity, quabity, quabity. That's not it, but I'm getting close. <laughs> so, Well, I want to use that same episode where he talks about how he lost the toe and he's like, you know, it just fell off, kind of fell off. <laughs> so you're thinking <laughs> about to take his shoe off. You're thinking about two different episodes. The one okay. with, where he talks to the kids is take your daughter to work day. And Michael brings him over to Creed's desk and he's like, this is Creed. He is the manager of something. He's like, that is correct. I do something. <laughs> and it's like, you ever seen a foot with four toes? And he takes yeah, his, right. to take his shoe off. The quality I had on my original list before revisions is where Holly comes the first time in uh, Goodbye, yes. Toby. And then he's like, I'm really looking forward to sitting down and learning more about what it is you do here. And he's like, anytime. And he goes, what do you do here? Excuse me. And he goes, he's hiding <laughs> behind the fridge. He's like, who's this nosy woman asking questions that are nobody's business? What do I do here? Oh, I should I should have written it down. Qua 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 No, that's not it. But I'm getting close. Getting close. <laughs> Last one is uh, a really great under kind of like under the radar moment where Jim <laughs> is escaping from Robert California. He doesn't want to talk to his wife and him, and so he climbs yeah. onto the roof. And Creed is flying a drone. And Jim says, yep. Creed, you never saw me here. Creed goes, sure, man. What about your friend? <laughs> it's just Jim. Jim's entirely alone. <laughs> what was Creed doing on the roof? <laughs> why, why was he flying a drone like during office hours? Like, he clearly on-, on drugs flying a drone on the roof of an office building. Like That's, that's as Creed as it Sure, gets. man. What about your friend? <laughs> sure, man. <sighs> what about you, Mike? Any others? Uh, just a couple. One is the line where he says, have you ever noticed that you can only use two things, sexuality and pus? <laughs> uh, that's a favorite of mine. I like the one when they play the game to see if they can uh, replace his, I think, apple with a potato. <laughs> and they can. And he just eats the potato, bites right into it. Doesn't skip a beat. Just straight into it. No. I love the worm one where he says, that wasn't a tapeworm. After he sells Kelly the worm. Who's your worm uh, guy? And, and then for the uh, the decapitation, when Ed Truck gets decapitated and he says, um, <laughs> you know, did you know, I, I gotta get the exact line. You know, a human can go on living for several hours after being decapitated. <laughs> Dwight says, you're thinking of a chicken. Creed says, what did I say? <laughs> so that that you just said is actually number five on my list, but I had to skip it because when I deleted my list, I had to skip one. So... I it's a great line. <laughs> what did I say? That's what so I say. <laughs> or when uh, Michael is talking about, like, they're talking about how he has money problems. And he's like, why would I buy a fish when I can catch one with a five cent worm? It's like, you're paying way too much for worms, man. Who's your worm guy? Who's your worm guy? <laughs> Who's your worm guy? Yep. Wow. We have timed this episode beautifully because we have a few minutes to re-rank if we want and bid our dues. Do you want to do any re-ranking here, Michael? You know, I, honestly, I don't. I think this list is pretty beautiful as is. I think we've registered our points of interest. And I think you and I both know where we stand in this pyramid of expertise. Yeah, I think our final list is great. I think you picked the right top two. Like Those are definitely my probably my two favorite Creed moments. I think we've also kind of run the gamut in terms of other Creed quotes. I... I'm interested to hear which ones we missed. I'm sure there are a couple of them, but I imagine yeah. any Office fan and any fan of Creed in general 
is pretty satisfied with where we've ended up. I believe so. Yeah, I think they have to be. The only ones that I think could even come off are like, I don't know, like 10. Because nine through one is pretty solid, but even then, yeah. I don't know what I, I don't know how to replace ten with. The so. problem is that there are like there's so many good ones that it's I don't even know what I would would stump for to replace it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm good with where this is. Yeah. Any other final thoughts there, Ian? I don't think so. Well, yeah, you've done it again. So why don't you uh, recap our list here? Or did you want to? You did mention that our final list was a little different than the one that you had originally because you accidentally somehow... Oh, yeah. Do you want to reorder it at all, or do you want to just stick with what we came up with on the fly? The only one that changed was the human can go on living for several hours. That just came off, and that was replaced at number five, and painkillers was six, and then you just bump everything down one. But I feel like even though it's... I think it's just fine the way it is. Let's leave it. Why don't you recap us, and we'll GTFO. All right, so number ten is when Creed Bratton gets in trouble, he transfers all his debt to William Charles Schneider. <laughs> Number nine is Andrea's the office bitch. You get used to it. Hi, Creed. <laughs> Number eight is in the 60s, the homosexuality thing. Many, 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 uh, many women offering in the mud in the rain. Possible a man slipped in. There'd be no way knowing. Uh, number seven is www.creedthoughts.gov.backslash.www.3creedthoughts. <laughs> Uh, number six is throw things down there in the quarry. Number five is when he lists off the painkillers when Meredith is in the hospital with rabies and a broken pelvis. Uh, number four is the strike, scream, and run from self-defense. Uh, number three is paying to use the women's room and being caught several times. Number two is bow body making acronyms. Business. And number one is another day at beautiful Thunder Mifflin, or I like to call it, Great Bratton. Keep it running. And he throws his keys out. That is the Creed cast, I believe. That's the Creed cast. Well done there, Ian. Thank you. This is incredible. You are a man of great talent. You are you what I think is incredible is you managed to mine territory that has been explored by many others and give us fresh content. Like this is crazy that you're capable of delivering an excellent episode on a topic that a lot of people have thought about. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I agree. So thank you, Ian. And of course, I always take this time to thank our boy, Kevin. Not Kevin from The Office. I'm talking about Kevin McLeod. No, not Ashton Kutcher. It's Kevin Malone. (laughs) Not Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Kevin, for our stanky, stanky, stanky Now Top 3 music and the intro music, of course. And then usually I thank my sister, Erin, for our artwork, which is stanky in its own right. And if you wanted to see more of Erin's stylings, they're always available on Instagram at Sant Design. And now is, a, I think, a good time to thank my fiance and our social media director, Caroline Labranti. She is holding it down for us on our Instagram, top10km on Insta. That's 10 spelled out T E N. If you want to see her personal stuff on Instagram, you can check that out at cml.photos. If you've got thoughts you want to share to us at creedthoughts.gov.whatever. Um, you could actually just send those directly to our email address, which is top10km at gmail.com with the 10 spelled out T-E-N. Let us know all the ways that Ian's manly voice and interesting stylings and great ranking ability has gotten you revved up on this episode. Just kidding. He's under 18. Don't send us that feedback. (laughs) 
but he was wonderful. So tell us how great he was on our email account. Uh, and I'm sure you're listening to us on some sort of podcasting app, but if you're looking for another one, we are on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So gentle folk, that's what I have to say. I think that's all there is to say. Great work, team. Yeah, Ian, you gave us a great episode, and you gave us our first, like, comfortably under an hour in, in many, many, many weeks. Yeah, we did we're, it. We're gonna be the like perfect podcast. <laughs> and if we praise you long enough, we might push it over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that said, Arriva Dirch, good, good. Arriva Dirch. Peace.